If you really were, Rabbi Isai, right now. If you really were, then come with me. Rabbi Isai, yesterday we started speaking about the sugya. <laughs> we started speaking yesterday about the sugya of Hanifa, of flattery. I want to continue on the sugya of Hanifa. It's relevant to this week's parsha, Derech Agav. But I want to continue on the sugya of Hanifa and really take it to a different, a little bit different than we did yesterday. Yesterday we spoke about what you honor and where you place your honor, a very important question. I spoke in terms of chinuch. We only use that for chinuch atzmai, for our own work. But we spoke in terms of chinuch, what you respect, what you bring respect to in your house, where you put your respect is an important question. And we spoke about not being mechabed rishon, being mechabed tzadikim. That was yesterday's conversation, a very, very important conversation. I want to continue on the conversation, but very similar to what we did yesterday. We're going to drive somewhere, but I'm going to take the long scenic route. So if you allow me, Menachem, you could drive somewhere and like take the shortcut and get there. If you know me, I'm a merit guy. I'm a big merit guy. To get to Waterbury from New York, you could easily do 84684. And most people I know do 84, 684 because it's four and a half minutes quicker. But I'd much rather do four and a half minutes longer and drive through the Merit. It's a forest, the Merit. I, the Hutch in New York becomes the Merit in Connecticut. It's the same highway. And the Merit in Connecticut, you drive through a forest. I have seen none other than a wolf on the Merit. I've seen a wolf, many, many deer. That's obvious, the whole Merit is full of deer. A lot of hedgehogs on the Merit. And then once in a while, you see another crazy animal that people have told me they've seen, foxes. You can see interesting, you're driving through a forest. Be very careful on the Merit. Don't drive fast. I don't think you should ever speed. But on the Merit, you got to go slowly because there are a lot of deer on the Merit. It's your mamisha driving through the forest. But it happens to be very pretty. So I'd rather four and a half minutes longer to Waterbury, but I drive through a pretty forest. The 84, 684 is wonderful. But I like the longer way. It has beautiful scenery. If you need another incentive to go on the Merit, there are three full rest stops. If you're traveling with a Mishpacha, 84-684 only has one, and it's not a full service. There's a facility for Zehu. I'm a big Megushim. On the Merit, you have three rest stops that you can get a soda. You can use Mamish, three nice full-service gas station. So it's a shtickle plug to push maybe doing the Merit, not the six. But if you do an 84, 680, you're a more efficient guy than me. It's definitely more efficient. The efficient people who sacrifice all for efficiency, if you're like a one in life, like most of them use the... 84, 684. If you're a little bit more of the adventurous sort or you want a little tour, I advise the merit. So today, what do you say? Waze says it's the most efficient and most. Which one? Really? Because everybody else is on there. (laughs) You sound like Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear said there's this packed restaurant. Yogi Bear said nobody goes there anymore because it's always so packed. That was his famous line. That gets me dizzy. I think, oh, He's right. 
Sammy's right to Durham. The, re- the Durham it sends you on the merit. Sammy. <laughs> you nailed it, Sammy. Sammy figured it out. To Durham, he's right. The merit's quicker. But if, try put into Waterbury. We'll always be 84 6 I should have clarified that. He's right. Two different locations. To Durham, he'll always send you on the merits. So if you're coming to Durham, yeah, <laughs> to Durham, it's check next time just for fun. Put in Waterbury, it will always be 84, 684. Came out 10 out of 10. Like you said, if there's some traffic jam, you never know what Waze does. But 10 out of 10, 9 and a half out of 10, it will send you. Anyway, Rabbi said today we're going on the merits. We're going to take the longer scenic route. I just made it much, much. Today, I managed it. But let's get to it. You know, now I think we're just at a rest stop to begin with. Let's get on the highway. But it'll be the merit. It'll be very we'll scenic route. scenic routes every single day. Okay, if you want it, I, I'm always game to go on the merit. So listen to this scenic trip. The, there's a Mishnah in Saita. Bear with me, it'll be today. There's a Mishnah in Saita. <laughs> there's a Mishnah in Saita. I appreciate that. It says as follows. There was a king called Agrippus HaMelech. Agrippus HaMelech was somebody who really wasn't worthy of being a king. And he grabbed kinghood. He wasn't allowed. He was an Eved. He's not kosher to be a Melech. And he grabbed the Melucha. He wrested away the Melucha of Klal Yisrael. And he was a king by force. This Melech Agrippus. Agrippus, the, the Mishnah says that normally a king should, it's talking about Hakel, when all of Klal Yisrael gathers Evi and the Melech lanes the Torah for Klal Yisrael, this happens once every eight years. So on Hakel, once every seven years, once every seven years you have Hakel, and on Hakel the Melech reads, says the Mishnah in sight to that Mem Aleph, that the Melech should read it Yoshev, he should be sitting. When he reads the title, he should be sitting. Comes the Mishnah and it says, Agrippus HaMelech read the Torah standing. And the Chachamim, they praised him. He broke the Allah. The Allah is a Melech supposed to sit. It's not in his honor to stand. Everybody has to stand in the Azara. You read it in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. In the Azara, you're not allowed to sit. Except the Melech B'Yisrael. A Melech B'Yisrael sits. Agrippus stood when he read it. And the Chachamim praised him. Now the Gemara asks, we're going to continue the story. This is just our merit, the longer highway. The Gemara asks, how did he stand a Gemara Kedushan? Melech who's Meichel on his covet. What right did he have to stand? A Melech Aiki is not let it be Meichel, his honor. A private individual could be Meichel is covered. Say, I'm Meichel. Here, a Melech's supposed to sit when he reads the Torah. Gemara, Kedushan, Lamed, Alf, Mebez. Melech, Shemoichal, Kvaydoi, En, Kvaydoi, Mochel. A king's not allowed to be Mochel, his honor. So, Frek, the Gemara, Saito, had it, Agrippus HaMelech. Sit, when he read the Torah. And don't say he made a mistake, because the Chachamim praised him. Shibchu, Chachamim, the Chachamim praised him. How did the Chachamim praise him? He's a Melech. 
I'm sorry, and he's not let it be Michael is covered. I'm sorry, now he's not let it be Michael is covered. That's what the Gemara is. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get in a minute. Vice dice they weren't, and they went out of their way to praise him. We'll discuss that in a minute. Yes, yet. <laughs> Yitzi says, Lemaise, it's interesting. Yitzi says, Gishmak, he wasn't allowed to be a king. You see fascinating that he still has the halachas of a melech. It's fascinating. It's not the din that you're not a melech. We have no right to make him melech because he, he wasn't mikar of achecha. Nonetheless, he has the din melech that you see. Otherwise, what's the Gemara asking? He's not a melech. You see that he gets the halacha, he's a melech. He was wrong to be melech, but he gets the... Otherwise, the Gemara's cash is not a guy. Yitzhi says he's not allowed to be melech. So that's why they praised him. He said, you're not supposed to be king. Vaistais, he still has hilchas melech. So, Frek the Gemara Shloyme, how did they praise him? He's the melech. Answers the Gemara. Let me read it inside. They praised him. You see, he did right. Ha'amar Rav Ashi brings the Gemara Kedushin. Even if a Nasi can forgive his honor, So how would they, how would they praise him? Says the Gemara, Mitzvah Shani. A Mitzvah is different. For a mitzvah, the melech's allowed to be meichel. Now, I ask, now, the Rambam. Remember, we yesterday said a Gemara Makastav Chaf Dalet, that it says the melech, Yehoshaphat, used to stand up for Talmidei Chachamim and hug them and kiss them, Mechabkoim and Nashkoi, and he would say, Avi, Avi, Rebbe, Rebbe, Meiri, Meiri. And the Rambam asks, a melech shomoychal kvayd is not allowed to be moichal. And the Rambam does not answer mitzvah shani. What does the Rambam say? It was in private. That was in private. In public, he's not allowed to be mechabit tamidcham. I mitzvah shani. In Saita, it says mitzvah shani. That the melech was made by Kriya Satoyer, it says mitzvah shani. The Rambam wasn't willing to say mitzvah shani. The Rambam knew the Gemara said the Memalf Mudbez. The Pshat Rabbi says what Taisvah says. Taisvah says even for a mitzvah, Melech's not allowed to be moichel. What does it mean mitzvah shani? Says Taisvah, and he proves it, but I'm not going to get into that. That mitzvah shani means if the Melech standing up for a Talmud Chacham, he's being mechabit another person, he's not allowed to do that. Covered the Melech, he's not let it lower his stature. Before Hesia, like the Rambam, he's not let it stand up for others. Mitzvah Shani means it was open that he was standing up for covered the Shechina. It was in the Beis HaMikdash. It doesn't just mean it was a mitzvah to stand. It means the Melech can't lower his dignity for another person. Mitzvah Shani was standing up. He was in the Azara. It was Nikr that it was being Mechabit Hashem. If it's directly a cover to Hashem, the Melech's allowed to do that. Agrippus was allowed to stand and read the Torah. He was giving cover directly to Hashem. He cannot... So that's what the Orchlander says, like you. But the Rambam says, To give cover to another, you good, Yosef. The Orchlander says, like you, Yosef. But to give, yeah, the Rambam, to give cover to another person, even though they represent Hashem, that a Melech Shemoich Lakfeid is not let it be Michael. 
to give cover directly for Hashem, he's standing up because the base Hamikdash that he's allowed to do. That's what Tosfos learns. That's Pshat in the Rambam. So that's why Agrippus stood when he read the Torah. Now we're just we're getting to where I want to get to. Let's continue what happened. So Agrippus, <laughs> it's also a destination. Says every trip we take, Chaim, there are people. I love traveling. There are people who view a trip as a way to get to a place. To me, on family trips, friendship, the best. The trip is also, of course, that you're there already. The trip is the geshmak of her. But okay. Guys used to complain when we packed up the van to take the team to different games. And we packed up, ah, can't we get fancier transportation and different questions. I said, you view the trip as the Icarus, the game, and the trip, said in 50 years, you're not going to remember the JEC game, but you're going to remember the trip to the game. That's the mamish. Yeah, good, good, Chaim, ask him. Weiter, says the Mishnah Weiter, Ukashiyagiyah, Agrippus is reading the Torah. It's Hakel. All of Klal Yisrael is there. And this king who is reading the Torah, and he reads as follows. He reads as fascinating. You're not, a guy is not let to be a king. Agrippa starts crying. He's embarrassed. He reads a Pasuk that an Ish Zar can't be the Melech, and he's the Ish Zar who's the Melech. He reads a Pasuk, the king of the Jewish people, who grabbed the kinghood by force, is reading Hakel to Klal Yisrael, and he gets to the Pasuk of Leisucha Lasei Ishnachri. A foreigner is not let it be a king. Zolguen of Demois, he starts crying. <laughs> he felt he had like a hero He felt the situation is so wild. Imagine if Al-Qaeda is like reading a Pasuk to the Tzibur and he, he's like guilty of it. It's so fascinating. You think people were more real back in the day? Today, like you guys reading the Torah. Here the Melech's reading and he's listening to what he's reading. And he reads to the, all the Jewish people. It must have been such an awkward scene. I'm very visual, so I'm in the room right now. It's an awkward scene, my friends. The Melech's like reading to the Jewish people. The Melech was not supposed to be Melech. You talk about like uncomfortable situations. And the Melech gets to the Pasuk, An Ishnachri is not let to be king. <clears throat> Somebody in the back goes, <coughs> like a coughing fit. And Agrippus is reading the Pasuk that he's not let it be king. Zolgu ain of the mice. He just starts bawling. It got too much for him. What an ernst the person. He started crying. Amrulai, Klal Yisrael said to him, Altisiyar Agrippus. Agrippus, don't feel bad. Achinuata, you're our brother. Achinuata, you're our brother. That's what Klal Yisrael did. People said, don't be agribus, don't worry, you're our brother. Comes the Gemara, and the Gemara says that it was very, very bad that Jewish people did. Tana Mishmedi Reb It says in the name of Reb Nassan, at that moment, Nishayvu Sayne Yisrael Klea. The Jewish people, it says Sayne Yisrael. Doesn't want to say the Jewish people. Says the haters of the Jews were high of destruction. The Jewish people at that moment sealed their fate. The Chorban Beis Hamikdash. They had no right. They were high of Misa because they. That's flattery. That's Hanifa. He was doing an Avera. They said, "Hey, you're our brother. You're our brother. You're not a stranger." He was an Ishnachri. 
He was an Ishnachi Agripus. He had no right to seize the Malchus. And he read the Pasuk, he started crying, and we said, oh, you're our brother, you're our, don't feel so bad on him. It was wrong. He was crying, he didn't have error. They were chay of Misa. Now, Michal asked, weren't they afraid for their lives? Taisvah says, later on the page, it says terrible punishments for somebody who does Hanifa. The Gemara says, If you flatter your friend, you're going to end up falling in his hand. If you flatter another person, you tr- it's ironic. You're trying to flatter him, Daniel, to seek his approval. You'll end up falling in his hands. It's ironic because you're trying to get in with him. You're going to end up being subjugated. If you flatter somebody, you're going to be noifel b'yadi. Says Tysus, it's only shaloi b'makam sakan if it's not dangerous. If it's dangerous, you're allowed to do flattery. That's what Tysus says. It's interesting, yeah. He had said that he was crying that he's doing an Avera. It's true, Achinuata, because he is Chayv and Mitzvah like an Isha, but he's not allowed to be made a Melech. And he was crying that he's wrong, that he took, that he sees the kingdom. And they, Lemaisa, they didn't lie when they said Achinuata, but they were wrong to say it because he was right to cry, he wasn't allowed to be Melech. And they were, that's called flattery. Do you tell him you didn't do wrong? And therefore they were Chayiv Misa. Now, I want to say this. For the flattery. Oh, so we'll get to that. I'm going I'm to talk about this in a minute. The Gemara says they were Chayiv Kliya for flattering. That's the Gemara. So they were Chayiv Misa. Now, Michal says, wasn't it dangerous? So Tysus on the page says, if you're worried for your life, you're allowed to do flattery. He brings a Raya. I'll tell you the story in a minute. Tysus says, if you're worried for your life, you're allowed to do flattery. So according to Tysus, why were they chay of Misa? Clearly they weren't scared of Agrippus. Rabbeinu Yoyna writes in Shari Tshuva, in Shari Gimel, that he doesn't say to give up your life. It sounds like he means to give up your life, not to do Hanifa. Now, Vigi was bothered. We know there's the big three. Rabbeinu Yoyna writes a fourth mitzvah that you have to give your life a flattery. One of the sources of Rabbeinu Yoyna is this Gemara site. Because Rabbeinu Yoyna said, why were the Chachamim Chayim Misa? We were afraid for our lives. He's the king. He could do whatever he wants. Well, whole country's at his mercy. And he's reading the Torah and he starts crying. I picture, I'm in the room, guys. I am freaked out. He's like crying. Like, oh my gosh, we're all in trouble. Get me out of here. The king's bawling. He feels that he could turn around and say death to you. Like he could say a lot of scary stuff. They said, no, 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 no. You're our brother. We love you. You're good. You're allowed to be king. Uh, different shot in the past. They, gotta, they could do a lot of stuff. Now, Pashtas, the Gemara says, for flattering him, they were chay of Misa. You could have, the Rebbeinu Yoyin learned they were in Sakana. And Rabbeinu Yoyna learned, even when you're in Sakana, you're not allowed to flatter. Even in Sakana, you can't flatter. You can't do Hanifa. Rabbeinu Yoyna says, he speaks it out. Not to flatter. 
Now, Lemaisa Tais has arrived from Gemara Nedarim. Nedarim is my favorite Masechta and Shas because I learned it cover to cover with my dad. It's the only Masechta that I learned cover to cover with every Ran in the Masechta. The Ran in Nedarim wrote his Pirush on the side. It's an awesome Pirush. And I always liked Tais has arrived from Gemara Nedarim. We're going to learn another story. And it seems like an open riot to Tysus. Tysus brings this proof. We have to know how Rabbeinu Yoyne addresses. Rabbeinu Yoyne says, you have to risk your life not to do flattery. Tysus says, you're not have to risk your life. What's Tysus right? You're not have to risk your life. Is the Gemara Nadarim Dafchav Beis. The Gemara Nadarim Dafchav Beis brings the following story. Listen to this. Ula. The great Ula, the great Amayra Ula, he was headed to Eretz Yisrael. He was going up. With him, two B'nei Chuzai, two guys from Chuzia, went along with Ula. He was on a caravan, on a trip, headed to Eretz Yisrael. And there were two fellas, two rough fellas you hear, who were on the trip with him. And in the middle of the thing, they get into a fight. The two fellas, Ula's travel mates, get into a fight. They get into a brawl, Ezra. The two travel mates of Ula, Maishal, get into a fight. Come, Chad, one gets up, Shachte Lechavre, and he shechs the other one. Kills him. Takes a knife at. It's a rough, aggressive fight. In front of Ula, he gets up. It's very difficult to see a fight. I made a tournament at the NERC years ago. Who here was at that tournament? Aryeh was there. I made a basketball tournament outside at the NERC. Sam, you were there, and we're playing excellent tournament. It's hot. It's geschmack. Gatorades. Mamish Lebedek. We have yet three courts at once. A beautiful tournament. Maybe I'll do it to Hevra once. So you have to arrange the guy. No entertainment. After there's a fight, two Goyim are beating the brains out. There was blood. It was gruesome. They were all surrounding. And I was, I was trying to ask a guy to break it up. Yaakov was trying to push me away. Now he said, you're going to get killed. It was very scary. There was a fight. It's frightening to see a terrible fight. Ulash trip up Terence Yisrael. The two guys get into a brawl. And one of them shechs the other one. This is I, I, I don't want to find too much fascinating from a fight, especially a murder. But he says to Ula, Yeus Avdi, did I do the right thing? If you ever know, if you have, my wife worked with Goyim for many years. If they ever cursed, they would always look. I'm sorry, Rachel. There's a guilt. A yid makes people feel guilty. I picture the big tzaddik Ula's there. The guy murdered his front. I can't even picture what Ula's like thinking and managing with the situation. And the guy feeling ever guilty. Ula's there. I did good. I did good. Right? He's insecure. Ula's the big tzaddik. And he just shechted the other guy. So he says to Ula, Yeyus Avdi, did I do good? So on my way in. <laughs> he has the knife, is dripping blood, you know. <laughs> I did good, right? Right? <laughs> he might even held it to Ula's neck. I did good, right? So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Great job. In. You did great. To tear off his neck. I wonder if Ula told him that the guy was suffering. The guy was dying, and Ula said, finish the job. The guy is much. I don't know, you're supposed to do that. Not that. The scene is gruesome. But okay. 
So Ula says, you did great, rip his neck off like Yvaldig. Now, could learn he was dead already. So Ula just said, like, yeah, like he tried to show him, like, I'm all, I'm, I'm all behind you. This is great. Ki get involved. When Ula comes in front of Rabbi Yochanan, he felt very, very badly that maybe I was over Hanifa. I was over Hanifa. He asked me if I did good, and I said, You did great. Hanifa, it's a It's amazing. Rabbi Yochanan felt badly. Ula felt badly. And he asked Rabbi Yochanan when he came to Israel, he was worried that I might have done an Avera. He was worried. I did a big aver. It's amazing the dick took of our greats. He said one word. He didn't cause it. He didn't do it. Under the craziest dores, under the dripping knife of this murderer. It was good what I did, right? Oh, great. And Ula, a while later, in front of his Rebbe, was nervous. Maybe I did an aver. Amazing the dick took of our greats, the exactness of our greats. Ula did not cause the problem. He didn't do a murder. He ben- we would just bench Gaimel and thank Hashem we got out of there alive. Ula was worried. I was, he was worried. Maybe he didn't have error. said, it was life threat. You saved yourself. If you would have said something, it would have slaughtered you. Says Taisvis, you have a riot that to save your life, you're allowed to be over. Hanifa. I don't know. How does Rabbeinu Yoyne deal with this Gemara as a pillar? This Gemara, Rabbeinu Yoyne says, Chayiv lim sir'atzma l'sakana not be over Hanifa. This Gemara says, Nafshcha atzalta. The guy. The guy. Somebody said to me, like Chayim, that even Rabbeinu Yoyne doesn't mean to give up your life. He says, Chayiv lim sir'atzma l'sakana. He doesn't say to die. He says, it's dangerous. It might be he held the case in sight that was dangerous. You never know. So that you have to do. Here, your mama, she's going to kill him. To save your life is different. Somebody told me Chaim's distinction. I don't know. Clearly, Achreinim asked, the Tysus brings this raya. People ask Rabbeinu Yoyna, the assumption is Rabbeinu Yoyna holds you to die, and the cash is a bomb cash. I have to root him. I could say Rabbeinu Yoyna held with some achloikas gemaras, because the gemara site that says Klaisos Chayiv Misa. What do you mean? They were just saving themselves. So Rabbeinu Yoyna, Paskin, like the gemara site, really it's a steering gemaras. The gemara site that what? Yeah, yeah, it's with this guy. That's true. Nassim and Mendy point out, Rabbi Mendy points out that what was Hanifa is in front of a guy. There's Hanifa there too. Now, I want to share a third Gemara with you to, and share Rabbi Moshe with you, Michal. And then I want to talk a very specific topic. You'll hear we're, we're getting there. We're almost there. This is the third rest stop. And then we're there. A Gemara Baba Kamalamitres. And then you'll hear where we're going with this. A Gemara Baba Kama Lamed Ches, the Gemara says like this, and explain, Reb Meish explains something tremendous in Rabbeinu Yoyna. Rabbeinu Yoyna says that for Hanifa, for flattery, Rabbeinu Yoyna says you have to give up your life, not to do flattery. Please listen to this Reb Meish. Gemara Baba Kama Daf Lamed Ches, the Gemara says, Tana Rabbanon, V'kvar Sholcho Malchus Roimi Shnei Sardetios Eitzel Chachmei Yisroel. The Romans sent two officers to the Jewish people. 
they sent two officers and they said, Limdunu Tairaschem, teach us your Torah. The Goyim are always unsure about our Torah. They're very curious about our Torah. And they want to know, what does it say in this Torah? Is it anti-Goyish at all? There's always been attacks on what is the Torah? What does it say? What's it about? The whole world's intrigued with our Torah. So the Romans sent two officers as shluchim of the Malchus, and they said, you got to teach us the Torah, and we're going to decide are there any anti-Goyish things in your Torah. Kiru, they taught them the whole Torah. Vishanu, they taught it twice. Vishoshu, three times. They went over Kola Torah with them. Bishas Petirasim, when these two officers were leaving, Amru Lahem, they said to the Chachme Yisrael, Diktaknu Bechol Tairaschem. We carefully combed your entire Torah, Shalom. The Emesu, we have to say the whole Torah is true. Emes, it rings true. Chutz there's one thing we don't like. What didn't they like? If a Jew's axe gores a guy, the Jew is putter, because it says, Shareyacha, it's not Yereya. If a guy's axe gores a yid, he's chayiv. They said that's a contradiction. Is a guy in a yid a reya or not? If he's not a reya, so should we put the both ways? If he is a reya, should we chayiv both ways? We don't like this. This was not very popular by the goyim. That our axe gores them. We're pater, their rock squares us, their chayiv. We said, we don't like this. But they said, but we won't tell the king on you. We're so impressed with your Torah, we won't tell the king. The Yerushalmi says they planned to tell the Romans, they changed their minds, and they planned on telling the Malchus, and we would have all been fried, and the ship sunk at sea. They're shipped back to Rome. They had juicy thing, and the ship sunk at Rome. That's the Yushalmi says. They planned. How we know they planned on telling? Maybe they wrote it. Maybe Chazal Nubaruch HaKadosh. The Yushalmi says, the Bavli says that they promised we won't tell on you. They didn't return the Yushalmi says, what? When they didn't return back to Rome, the king didn't realize when they sent Norby. It could be just that the ship drowned. Shucks. Remember, it wasn't like a five-minute escapade. They learned Kola Terakula three times. They're not Ruchaim Kenevsky either. For him, it would just be three years. This might have been like 30 years. I don't know how long. They learned Kolat Tarakula three times. It's pretty good. So, Lamaisa, when they went back, the Yushalmi says they drowned. Ask the Yamshal Shloyma. The Yamshal Shloyma is either considered like the last Rishain. Who, what other famous sefer did the Yam Shloyma write, guys? Yam Shloyma is on Gemara. We brings the halacha lemaisi. He wrote a famous sefer in the back of the Gemara. What sefer chaver did the Yam Shloyma write? The Chachma Shloyma. I don't remember. He wrote the Chachma Shloyma. What did you say? Marshal. Marshal. He wrote the Marshal. I'm saying the He wrote the Marshal. If you look in the back of the Gemara, thank you, Chaimel. In the back of the Gemara, there's the Marshal. On, next to the Marshal is the Chachma Shleim. It's the Marshal. Chachma Shleim. It's the Marshal. It's called the Chachma Shleim. The Yamsha Shleim wrote the Chachma Shleim. It's called the Marshal. He wrote the Chachma Shleim in the back of the Gemara and the bottom of the Marshal. The bottom line is the Yamsha Shleim is Shleim. They were checking out our Torah and they were seeing a time if we're good or we're bad. If our Torah is nice to them, mean to them. Ask the Yamsha Shleim, are we silly? We put the whole, uh, were they, were they, was that smart? 
They're teaching these guys, you want to know if our tire is against them or not. So Rabbi say, here's a guy. If our ox scores you with putter, if your ox was a chayim, um, it might not be the safest thing. The entire Jewish people's on the line. Ask the Yam Shashlema, why didn't they change the din? Tell the guy, if we go, are you chayiv, you go us chayiv. Change the halacha. The entire Jewish nation's lives is on the line. If not for a miracle that their boat sank, we all would have been fried <laughs> in deep trouble. Ask the Yam Shashlema, change the halacha. Says the Yam Shalshloima, unbelievable, remarkably. The Yam Shalshloima, Baba Kama, Daflam, you can look it up. You're to give up your life, not to change one law in the Torah. It put the whole Jewish people, he asked that Kasha, Aryeh. Aryeh asked the Septuagint. The Septuagint, word of the day, Septuagint, is the Targum Shivim. That the Talmud, the Greek king, wanted the Torah translated. He put different Chacham in different boxes cubicles, and he had them translate the Torah. Now he did different chachamim because he also wanted to know what the Torah says. And he was worried, Chaim, he said, I know you might switch something. So I'm going to put different chachamim in different cages, boxes, so if one of you switches and one of you has a different Torah, you're all dying. Don't you dare switch anything. Smart man. Hashem made a nace, they all made the same changes. They were all mechavin to the exact same changes. A nace. This way, it didn't hurt us. They fooled him. Asked Aryeh and Yam Shashloim asked on himself, I thought you mechoyed to give up your life, not to change something in the Torah. Answers the Yam Shashloim by the Septuagint. They didn't change a din in the Torah. There's a word that's misleading. They wrote a better word that this way, this guy wouldn't be misled. So they changed the word. You can't change a law. You can tr- they didn't write, they didn't say it the way Hashem says it because it's misleading. What? That what? I don't know if they taught them Tarsha Balpeh. They might not have taught that halacha. There was just translating the Torah itself. Here was the Kolat Torah Kul, it sounds like. So they taught every halacha. That's probably the difference. But the bottom line is, says the Yam Shalshloima, you're not allowed to change one halacha in the Torah. And you have to give up your life not to change. Says Ramesha Feinstein brilliantly, Rabbeinu Yaina and this Yam Shalshloima are aligned. Says Ramesha Feinstein, Hanifa, what's flattery? Agrippa's read the Torah and he's bawling because he read he's not allowed to read it. And we said, no, 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 you're fine. You changed the Allah on the Torah. Reb Maisha said, the Isra of Hanifa and Rabbeinu Yonis, you have to give up your life. You can't change it then in the Torah. So guys, is it? I feel so bad I did. Don't tell a guy and it's fine. It's not. You can't change it then in the Torah. You're not allowed. What? This, Rabbeinu Yain has nine levels of Hanifa. This is Madrega number one. Rabbeinu says that the other eight <laughs> levels of Hanifa, you don't have to give up your life. And he says they're not an Isser butter. They're not the real Isser. It's like Hasidus. There's the Isser and then there's Madregas. He has nine levels of Hanifa. Hanifa when you're changing you're, you're Yes. Rabbeinu writes that level number one of Hanifa is to change Halacha. Somebody does a bad thing, you say, Lo, lo pa'alta of, and you didn't do bad. You have to give up your life not to do that. They couldn't change it then to the game. We're all at danger. This is what the Torah says. Not negotiable. 
Change it. Tell him it says something. You're not you give all of Klai's or Sakana. Doesn't matter. This is the Allah, that's the Allah. Yeah, that's Ramesha Shtel Surabeniyani to this Yamsha Shlaima. He says Rabbeniyani came before the Yamsha Shlaima, so doesn't need the support of the Yamsha Shlaima, but the source will be the Gemara, not the source. Why they endanger all of Kleisel, taught the change it according to Rabbeniyani, it's another good source. Because that's why they couldn't change the halacha. You have to put yourself at danger. You just can't change it then. Tough luck. This is the din. This is the din. You can't change the halacha. You put yourself. Now, what I want to say, Rabbi, say about Hanifa. About Hanifa, this word of flattery that we can never say. We have to be careful. It's an isadaraisa Hanifa flattery. And we have to be careful not justifying or validating that which is wrong. If so, I'll tell you, I want to tell you a Misa that happened to me that till today I stand in awe. And it's really like who the person is. My brother-in-law, my brother-in-law does not have any full brothers. He does not have any full from brothers. He has half brothers. He, my, my father read the Shidduch to my brother-in-law, to his, old, to his oldest daughter. He had a Talmud Muvuk and my father made the Shidduch fascinating shidduch, that my father read his closest Talmud to his daughter, to his first daughter. He made the shidduch. My father was the shadchan. And Baruch Hashem, their grandparents, they're happily married. My brother-in-law gets engaged and I want, he was like getting into the family. He was my father's Talmud. He just became, we're becoming brothers, mamish. And he, he needed to get a suit for his chasn. And I needed a new suit also. So we went together to get a suit. And here, like, you want to get in, you want to become tight, geschmack. And at the suit store, I wanted to be cute. There was a white suit. So I put on the white jacket, a geschmackster. I put on, like, the white. So my brother-in-law gets serious, and he says nicely, do you plan on buying that? So I said, no. Like, this guy doesn't get it. <laughs> no. So he said nicely. He said, you're not allowed to do that. It's Ganefa. You know, let me just try on. If you try, if you're thinking of buying, now I'm not getting involved in the halacha now. If you're curious now, he said it's kenefa. He said nicely, it's kenefa. You're not allowed to try. So what's the hat that it's, they're selling suits? That's what he said. At first, I was like taken aback, like whoa, like okay, come on. <laughs> and then it hit me, wow, wow. There's a tyrant. There's a tyrant. He's not flat. It's an isidaraisa chanifa. It's wrong. It's a tire. There are cases in all our lives. A good friend's talking Lashon Hara, and you, it's Aser Daraisa. Could be you have to give up your life. You can't say it's okay. It's not okay. You're saying Lashon I'm sorry. People, you're a spoiled sport. You're this, you're that. You can't. There's a tire. There's a tire. We have a tire. Could you say I love that. What? Could are you over Hanif if you say nothing? I don't think you're over Hanifa. I don't think you're over Hanifa. Today's silence is like acquiescence. Yeah, there's Hachiach, I don't know if you could say you're over Hanifa. Because the Rabbeinu Yoyna writes, if you say loy pa'al oven. Now, silence, a shtickle, is you're saying you didn't do wrong. Shtika kohedah. Shtika is dangerous. I don't want to say you're over Hanifa because you have to be careful with Torah. I don't want to stretch Torah for an agenda. I don't know. Rabbeinu Yoyna, when he says, you say to somebody, you didn't do sin. That's, I don't want to say, Nechemia, that you're over Hanifa. I do want to say we have a Torah, be loyal to it. 
It's amazing that changing the Allah and the Torah, you're just valid, and I'm not saying to be a tough guy, but there's a Torah, but there's a Torah. Be a loyalist, my friends. The Torah says, the Torah says, this is what the Torah says. There's a delicious guy, you go on a group of guys, go on a trip, and you all know there's one guy, you can't do that very, he's there, be that guy. He's Ernst, he's Ernst, he's a loyalist. He's a loyalist. We can't do that. It's us. The friend said, maybe we'll go mix with... It's wrong. No, I'm not going to say you're not doing wrong. I'm not going to say that. You can't say, Loi there's a tyra. There's a tyra. So I wanted to learn, this week's parish is a parish of Hanifa. The Sogi of Hanifa comes up. I wanted to speak about this Esser, but in terms of say Toiv, not just Suar Meirah. The say Toiv of being a person who's a loyalist to the Dvar Hashem. This is Hashem's Torah and we're loyal to Hashem's precious Torah. We certainly want to celebrate and enjoy, and we do live and enjoy the Torah. Be a loyalist to Hashem's Torah. Unapologetic that you're a loyalist to Hashem's Torah. I was so mishtoim, I'm like this with my brother-in-law. Some guys, they learned by me, he's a Rebbe, a Fisher, a Talmud Chacham, a Tzaddik. I'm so moved, and he was such a warm, loving, he's always been the best brother-in-law. You're putting on. Is it, is it mutter? Is it mutter? I'm not going to I'm not a. I'm not a flatterer. I'm not a flatterer. There's right and there's wrong. There's right and there's wrong. There's so many times in our life it's easier to say, and get into bed. I picture the scene of Agrippus. I could picture it. Agrippus is like bawling. It was really uncomfortable. <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. Everybody said, no, 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 you're okay. Agrippus. No, it's not okay. He's wrong. He's not allowed to be melech. <laughs> you, to get out of your uncomfortableness, we, to get out of, we were uncomfortable. So he said, Achinuata, you're our brother. No, no, it's wrong. There's something called Hanifa. Stand up what the Torah says, what the laws of the Torah are, and be a loyalist to the Torah. Of course with sweetness, of course with kindness, of course with love, but of course, and loyal to the Torah, and loyal to the Torah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to share with the Hevra about this beautiful mitzvah of not being a flatterer. That there's a truth of a tyrant. and there are situations where it's so tempting to flatter. Obviously, it's, it's amazing that Ula was worried that he was over flattery. Now there we have Taisvis, Nafshcha Salta. I'm not saying you're mechoyev to die. I don't know how we paskin. Taisvis Klar says you're not mechoyev to give up your life for Hanifa. So Rabbi Yochanan said to Ula, Nafshecha Salta, you saved your soul, you're not mechoyiv to die for Hanifa. I'm not saying you're mechoyiv to Paschal like Rabbeinu Yoyna. And perhaps not to give up your life, but you see how Chamer, Ula was later worried about it. It very much fascinated me, by the way, the Havamin of Ula Chaim. Everybody knows in Kola Tarakulu, you don't have to give up your life. So what was Ula worried about? Ula later on is like worried. I, and Rabbi Yechonah says, hello, nafshichot salta. So what was Ula worried? He didn't realize. What was even the havmin? It could be the havmin is Rabbeinu Yainu. The havmin, Rabbeinu Yainu, is the of your life. Vaista is Ula had such a havmin, you have to give your life. Rabbi Yechonah had to say, no, you're not going to give your life for this one. But it's serious. There's a Torah. There's what the Torah says. <sighs> Be a loyalist. Be very careful not to ever find yourself. You'll be in situations where people want to annul a din in the Torah. And I'm sorry. You know, it's, uh, I told the guys this story with Rabbi Feiner. I want to repeat it again. 
I want to show a loyalist. Rabbi Feiner says over publicly, somebody could ask him the Maisa from Five Towns. Rabbi Feiner says, I, I think I'm saying it accurately, that he was at a, somebody's house and the Balabas made fun of a God will be his throne. And Rabbi Feiner, who's, who's not a fighter, I, I knew him from youth. What a Zisagay. He, he said to the Balabas, excuse me, you can't talk about a God will be. The guy basically said, it's my house and I'll talk what I want, and kept talking about him. My father thanked him for the suit and walked out, left in the middle of the meal. Now, it's, he said it's a, it's, he's not a fighter, and he was so appreciative, thank you for having me, enjoy it. But I can't, you're not a little of a goggle. He says that he has, Kemat hasn't forgotten Torah since that day he left, that Hashem opened up his mind. And you hear him, the mouth. He says that, if you heard this story, Chaim, ever? Who, which one of our guys was, Zaychet, was, was involved in, 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 help, in being a counselor for his son? One of our chevra was a counselor for his son in, in, in um, Kam Simcha. Nobody wants to take credit? One of our chevra. Okay. I have to find that. One of our chevra. One of our chevras. I have to find out who it was. The kids are at Varmiz, but he stood up. He was a loyalist. Sometimes it's hard to stand up, and it's uncomfortable, and uh, I don't know. We're, our loyalties aren't up for grabs. We're loyalists. Hashem, the in the type. says in the type. This is the Allah, and this is what it says. I, there's many times it's tempting to say to somebody, Loi Palta and you didn't do wrong. But if that's not true, don't say it. And, I want to say, I, want, I don't want to, I can't answer like, because there's so many scenarios. I'm, when we study this, we have to deeply study sugyas of Shalom. And I'm not talking about an attitude of, of being cavalier to somebody else's feelings. I'm not talking about running over people. There are ways. I'm addressing one aspect of loyalty. Are there people in the name of loyalty? When I'm pointing in the name of loyalty, people make like huge machlaiks and nothing to do. There are ways of doing it, not making machlaikas, and that's what we strive for. If you ask me if it's impossible, less than machlaik, I don't know if we sell out the tire because somebody said I'll make machlaikas. But avada and avada, the beautiful way ways of doing it. Avada and Avada, they're beautiful, beautiful ways. It's interesting. I have a Yid who visits me who is not the most, he's not yet from, and he has like complicated feelings. Baruch he loves my wife and I, and he comes by. He said, Yid, he lives in Newtown, a fascinating Yid. The whole story how we met. Every once in a bloom when he pops in my house, he's just there. He's a very funny, he comes in a cowboy hat. Bachram, if anybody is there when he comes, who is this guy? This swashbucking cowboy comes into my house. Schmacks, there's a big cowboy hat. He's, a, he's in construction. He's a thick guy. And he like meanders into my house. Everyone saw it's very geschmack. So I give him some food. Now he's a yid, he's a yid. It's a big shayla. Is it lefneiver? You're giving a yid, is he making a bracha? So I always, I might see him in the bracha. I say, Glenn, let's go. And I make the bracha, and Glenn answers, amen. Or he doesn't answer, he's yitz anyway. There are ways, there are ways, gishmak. You could do it gishmak. You could do it, you could do it gishmak. Without any machloikis, with a gishmak. Glenn, I'm going to make it. I don't air, you go gish with a gishmak. I quickly make a bracha. It's kambliv, it's a middle of the meal, dessert. There are a lot of tricks. A big gishmak. 
So I agree with Viggy that we have to make sure, I'm not talking about an attitude, but I'm talking about, we can be loyal, to, that, that brings the greatest shalom, a loyalist Hashem. Tamid HaCham HaMarbim Shalom Boilum, who are loyal to Hashem. And there are many challenging times in our life when it's <coughs> tempting to, to, to say to someone, Le'pa'alta oven, you didn't do wrong. It's tempting, maybe they're just, you know, to break a little. Guys are going to Yisrael, there are a lot of cash reshailas. You buy it, she's a great aunt, she's such a nice lady, and the salad looks pretty. It looks pretty, but is it this chumas, maizes, the shailas? Be careful, be careful not to be a chaynef. Be careful not to be a flatterer. You're a loyalist. And then do it like Viggy says. Remember Viggy's warning in every way of love and geschmack, in every way, I'll be a loyalist you are. A loyalist you are. Yeah, there are ways, there are ways around, but this is not negotiable, that we can't say, loy palta, you didn't do sin. We have to keep what the Torah says and be loyal to the Torah. So I wanted to learn this sogi of flattery, and we took a little tour, learned some things by the way of it, but I, that's the sogi of flattery that I wanted to study with the Elam. Thank you.